I mean, now you got guys like, I don't know, think of a name, Devin Vassell, who are just like flying through the air. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different level of athleticism. <laughs> you, I knew you were going to sneak it in, Dave. Honestly, good on you. Hello and welcome back into the Longshot Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our little conversation uh, with the part of my take guys that dropped yesterday. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is now dropping on Friday. I'm still trying to wrap my, my mind around the whole new schedule. Uh, doing my best over here, but uh, I appreciate you guys bearing with us. Yeah, happy Friday. Uh, Dunk, we still need to decide if we're going to name this part of the show. You know, like you said, it's a new flow for us. This now stands on its own. You know, we're thinking about names. We pitched it out to the community. We actually got some good wrecks. I want to throw you a few just to get your opinion on it. We'll, we'll decide if we're going to let any of these stick, but I think it's, uh, it's important to recognize we got some good stuff. One is the follow through. Hmm. Really like that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, one is the two-man game, which I, I really like, but my problem with that is that you have a very notable two-man game with Bam out of bio. We talked about that. We talk about that a lot on this pod. And so it, it feels a little wrong for me to step into a two-man game with you. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I don't love that. I feel like that's almost sacred territory. I, I mean, I like the idea and, and where the idea is coming from. Uh, so far, the leader in the clubhouse is the follow-through for me, for me. Uh, which is fair. The follow-through is good. Okay, here's another one. And one. Because, you know, we talk about the meat and potatoes of the episode is the interview. So this is just sort of the extra bonus you get and one. These are these are creative. I, I love what the community is coming with. Do we have any else? In the same vein, four point play, you know, because it's the long shot. So you got to think if if again, mm. we're using the meat and potatoes analogy, the interview is a three ball. And now you get something extra on top of that. You turn this into a four point play. I uh, I like the follow through. Maybe mm. we can put like some mm. sort of. Uh, voting thing on Instagram or, or you can do something where we get like the final two uh, and do that. I, I, my vote is, is firmly for the follow through. I think it ties in beautifully with, you know, just that flick of the wrist. And also like we're following through on the interview and conversation that we had yesterday. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's just, now it's just us two uh, chopping it up. I also like two man game though. Now all of a sudden two man game has now grown on me. It's been like 35 seconds or whatever it's been. And now I'm like weirdly more into two man game than I was like a minute ago. So I don't know what the deal is with that one, but it's, it's growing on me. No, I actually agree with you. Two man game. I think both of those fit the follow through and two man game follow through feels right to me. This follows the interview. We get to touch on it just it feels right, but maybe we maybe we put it to a vote. We've we've said this many times, but we make these decisions as a democracy. You know what I mean? You and I aren't running this long shot community. No, no, no. We're simply just surveying the people. And so, yeah, maybe we do. Maybe we pitch this out and see what people like. But I'm I'm rolling with the follow through. I think I'm excited to see what the people choose because you're absolutely right. This isn't about us, uh, us as in you and I. It's about us as in the, the community at large. Uh, Dave, yeah. I, I see and, and you, everyone can see if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not, I'll paint a picture for you. Davis is wearing a red Wesleyan hat. Uh, very proudly, mm. Cardinal Pride. Is there something you want to say, Davis? It, it seems like you've been giddy and eager to get something off your chest. No, no, no. I just, I, every episode, you know, I've, I, my, I'm not having a great hair. 
I've got a little like hat hair thing going on because I was wearing a hat today. So I just, you know, I usually throw a hat on for these episodes. And this one was just, it just happened to be at the top of my, I got a little hat pile in my bedroom, which I know isn't the best way to store hats. Uh, good friend of mine, actually shout out BJ Davis. He used to hang all of his hats on the wall with like a nail, you know, so you'd have just a wall full of hats. He had like 50 of them. I don't take that good care of my hats. I just kind of stack them in a cupboard. But this one happened to be on the top, and so I just grabbed it. No reason. It has nothing to do with maybe the fact that Wesleyan beat Williams in the NESCAC championship this past weekend. I think this was just a happy coincidence. You know, you, you bring that up as if it's – I mean, it is a jab at me in some way. Um, I will say I, I watched the game pretty much in its entirety, and I actually surprised – myself with how invested I was. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty far <laughs> removed from Williams at this point. Um, I was actually watching it with a, another Williams alum and a friend of mine, Dan Aronowitz. Shout out to Dan. Uh, he was down in, in Miami. And uh, for some reason, I was way more invested in the game than he was. Like, he was a legit alum. I just threw myself in as an alum right there, which I'm not really. Like, I didn't graduate for Williams. I don't know if there's like a a legal name for that, um, where you went to the school, but you didn't graduate. Yeah. So I, we'll call it I a pit know. stop. You but, had a pit uh, stop. Yeah. I had, I had a pit stop there, but anyways, uh, I was watching the game, uh, was deeply invested, mostly just from the standpoint of it was another opportunity for me to talk shit to all my friends who went to Wesleyan. Cause I have a few of them. Uh, <laughs> and if, if Williams had, had come out on top, uh, I would have, would have really relished that opportunity, but they didn't. Uh, we, we took our L, we took it like men and, and we're keeping it moving. We got an at large bid for the NCAA tournament. Here I am saying we, like I'm, you know, still in the locker room, still a part of the group, but, gotcha. uh, you know, nonetheless, I, I will be, uh, now that it's March, I'm definitely pulling for Williams. That's for damn sure. I also need to write a, a serious wrong in our conversation with, uh, the, the pardon my take guys. We talk just very briefly about Wesley and Williams and I try to throw you a bone because at the, when I went to Wesleyan, I would like to point out we won the first NESCAC championship in school history, but Williams was a more established program at that time. So in our conversation, pardon my take, I throw you a, yeah, Williams was better than Wesleyan when I was there. You know, I threw just like a quick, tried to throw a little compliment, but then as fate would have it, like 48 hours later, we stomp you guys for a NESCAC championship. So I don't know. I don't know if it's clear cut anymore. So I think it's just important. Shout out to my Wesleyan boys. Shout out to Coach Riley. Second NESCAC championship in school history. We're rolling, baby. Number eight in the country right now, according to D3 Hoops. Who knows? It might be a deep tourney run in the future. Wow. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure, Davis. I've never lost to Wesleyan. Um, 2-0 <laughs> in, in my career. And uh, yeah, so I, you, you can talk about this being better, whatever. Now you're better that or whatever. Uh, when I was, when I was there putting on the Williams Jersey, uh, I, I, I wasn't going to lose to Wesley. That was a fact. So I think in that regard, the part of my take guys were, were quite accurate. Um, anyway, Dave, is, is there anything you want to, you want to talk about anything just, you know, on your minds? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to take this, uh, I'm going to take this Wesleyan hat off. Cause I'm going to be honest. It doesn't fit my head and it kind of hurts. Um, but I'm going to keep another hat on because, you know, the hair's not, the hair's not great. I, Dunk, I have a confession. I spent about four hours today just going on a deep dive of the uh, history of highest free throw shooting duos in the last like 20 years. I was just combing through basketball reference. And let me tell you, not many better ways to spend four hours of your day. 
some, some really good stuff in there. But this was inspired by the new look Philly 76ers. The first two games of James Harden and Joel Embiid has essentially just been a free throw every possession. Games are taken, you know, five hours to finish. Uh, Joel shot like 20, 30 free throws in that first game. Harden's shooting another 10 to 15. It's just ridiculous. And so what's funny is James is, you know, he's a guy who's gotten the rep of, you know, baiting, foul baiting and, you know, going out of basketball motion to get to the free throw line, led the NBA in free throws for, you know, five, six years. He was shooting like 11 a game. His numbers are down. Joel Schnell shooting 11.6 a game together. They're shooting almost 20 a game dunk. So my question for you is, this is a long winded way of me leading to some NBA trivia. Can you tell me right now, James Harden and Joel Embiid together are averaging 19.6 free throws per game. That's the highest of any duo since who? Can you tell me? Um, first off, I, I love that you're on a first name basis with Joel and James. Uh, just just name name dropping them. Uh, you know, just like hundred friends. That's that's beautiful. Um, my instinct is to just jump to Jordan. So I'm going to say Jordan mm. and somebody. I'll say Pippen. Uh, feels right that it would be those two. Am, am I accurate? No, you're not. In fact, it's much more recent. I'll give you a hint. It's in the last 20 years. Okay. And, and what was it, 19 a game? Yes, Joel, Joel, first name, and James, first name, are 19.6 a game. Oh, man. I'll say Kobe and Shaq. That's a very good guess. Kobe and Shaq in 2001 were 21.3 a game. So that is more than Love it. My friends, my friends, Joel and James, but more recently was Shaq and D Wade, the 2005 Miami Heat shot over 20 a game. Okay. So I, I will say you, you kind of misled me a little bit with the question. I think you made it sound like it was going to be even further back, which is why I initially jumped to Jordan. When you gave me a little bit of a, a time frame, I think it becomes a lot more reasonable. That honestly, and I'm not, well, just you still got this, it wrong. That probably wouldn't have been my next. I did, but it, it 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 probably wouldn't have been my next guess, but it would have been my third guess. Uh, Shaq and D Wade mm-hmm. in 06. I'm guessing I, that was 06? 05. 04, 05. Okay. So I was, you know, I, I was right there. Um, I appreciate the trivia. It's good stuff. Uh, I, I feel like I've been pretty pretty on top of it lately. I still think that John Starks call I had a couple of weeks back was, was one of my better bids. Um, so still wearing that one proudly and just riding confidence from that one, really. <laughs> that was the John Starks poll was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, I have one more free throw trivia because again, I used four hours of my day to do this, and so yeah. it just feels Get like it would have been a disservice. Yeah, it would have been disservice to my time if I don't ask you a second question. So my second question for you is: Do you know who has the record for most free throws per game in a season, all time? Can I get like, once again? Can I get like a little bit of time context? <laughs> So I'll say this. Shaq is second on this list with about 13 a game. But this person has multiple seasons higher than that. And I'll give you a I'll give you a big hint. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a big hint. This player also has No, I don't want to give you a big hint. This player has multiple seasons no, no, higher than Shaq. Yeah. He 
It's a, it's an obvious answer. I'll tell I'll, I'll say that this guy has ridiculous stats. I was really, I wasn't really looking for that. I was looking more of like a uh, context thing. That's why, but you kind of gave it away with the ridiculous stats. I'm going to guess that it's Will Chamberlain um, just because anything, all of his stats just look, they're just an anomaly um, in any other era. Like, I just don't think that, you know, anyone's averaging whatever, like 40 and 25 and <laughs> scoring a hundred points a game. Uh, that's my guess yeah. though, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, a bad hint. I gave it away. But yes, 17 a game. This guy's shooting 17 free throws a game. And then he has multiple seasons where he's shooting like 13, 14 a game. Right. Like that, like that's one of those things where it's like, you know, the next closest can't be 11 and then you're just 17. Like something is <laughs> wrong there. Something's in off. In a way. Yeah, something's um, off. And, and not that we need to get into this era debate, but I did see a, a fantastic clip the other day of, uh, who was it saying that Giannis would was going to come off the bench? Would, would have come off the bench? In his yeah, era. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and good on Isaiah Thomas for writing that wrong um, because I think he went publicly <laughs> on NBA TV or something. It was just like, yeah, that's yeah. a ridiculous statement. And I can't remember who it was, and the name escaped. I, I, I think, think it was, it was Oakley. Charles Oakley. I think actually. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Charles Oakley. Felt right, um, but anyways, that is preposterous that that a two-time <laughs> MVP and NBA champion uh, such as Giannis would come off the bench. I just don't know. I don't even know where to begin on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I think you're more fit to have that argument than I am. And like you said, I don't know if we're, that's what we're here to do, but it does, <laughs> it does seem pretty wild. That guy's like solidified. He's what 20, he's our age. He's 27. He's 28, whatever. He's already solidified himself as a top 75 player of all time. I think that means you can probably uh, uh, last in any era. I, I will say, I think that that only stands for the current age players. Is that not fair of me to say? If you're in the top 75 list and you've played in the last 20 years, that probably means you can survive in any era. But if you're in the top 75 list and you played 60 years ago, I don't know if that means you would last in any era. Is is there a particular name that you want to call out, Davis? No, 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 absolutely not. And I'm not the basketball historian to even go to that place, but just from you know my sense of where the game is at now compared to where it was 60 years ago, I don't know if that's too controversial of a statement. No, I, I think there's some accuracy too. I mean, look, I have I have a ton of appreciation for all eras of basketball, um, but I think like anything, it has developed since 60 70 years ago the game has changed the game has transformed we as human beings have changed and transformed uh what we're capable of from like a sports science standpoint is just dramatically different so i think you know you have to you know look at these look at these lists with context um i think i've said this a handful of times but I, just context is incredibly uh important Incredibly, like not yeah. to do this, but like Kyrie Irving is is for sure one of the best basketball players, uh, top seventy five basketball players mm -hmm. of all time. Forget a resume, this or that. If that's what we're talking about, but if we're talking about you know comparing resumes on paper, then yeah, I guess it, he doesn't fall into the into the, the top seventy five. But anyways, I digress. What do we got? No, what else we got? No. A hundred percent, dude. It's, it's ridiculous. And we've talked about this, so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but just where the athleticism has come in the last 20 years, 30 years. I mean, now you got guys like, I don't know, think of a name, Devin Vassell, who are just like flying through the air. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different level 
of athleticism. <laughs> you, I knew you were going to sneak it in, Dave. Honestly, good on you. Oh, the transition was absolutely seamless. I was actually I'm working on my segues. <laughs> thinking that you were going to make like a resounding point, like with, with some bass in your voice. And then little did I know you just put a dagger right in my back. Oh man. Good stuff. Honestly, I, I can't even be mad. I almost just have to applaud it. That was special. <laughs> Dude, I will say we don't have to, we don't have to talk about it at length. Although now we're here. I will say the, I don't know if you've seen the picture. If not, I'm going to send it to you, but it is, I mean, look, you, I'll say this, you contested without fouling, which is commendable. There's not a lot that you could have done. The, the ball is at the top of the square when he's at his peak. Like not many guys are getting up there to challenge that. Yeah. You know, I think it was a, a learning experience, not from the standpoint of that I shouldn't have jumped. I, I don't regret jumping. I think it was the, the right move to jump. I think the day that I stopped jumping in those instances are the, is the day that I need to look in the mirror and, and reevaluate some things. Agreed. Um, the the learning experience became apparent in that I was late in acknowledging the transition defense and and kind of reading the floor. So that's where the breakdown occurred. It wasn't the the dunk on like that's what ultimately led to the poster that everybody wants to talk about. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it was a mistake. It was a blunder in in kind of reading the transition as transition offense as it developed. I was the first one back. Uh, I thought I had to, to, you know, I was pulling over to the strong side where the ball was, which is, you know, solid defensive transition principles, load to the ball and uh, then adjust. And uh, I didn't adjust quite fast enough for a, a streaking <laughs> Devin Vassell. Uh, and I paid the price, paid the ultimate price. I do, it's it's funny to me, like, and I get it, you know, it's a highlight play, it gets posted everywhere, but like, I just like when you're playing a high level of basketball, like that stuff's like bound to happen, you know, it, it almost sure. as if, like, like then people just, people like come at me, like I'm now like less of a human being, uh, because of it, which I get it. It's, it's part of it, but, uh, you know, that, that's always just kind of like entertaining, uh, and some weird and twisted. No, I mean, look, it, like, like you said, you not contesting it would have been worse. I mean, it's like you went up and to, again, to your credit, you didn't foul. So it was a, it was a, a good job on your end of getting up there and at least making it a more difficult finish for him. Although I don't know how much more difficult, but you definitely made it more difficult for him without fouling. So you know what? It happens. There, there are certain guys in this world who are, you know, six, eight, nine, whatever Devin Vassell is can jump out of the gym. And there's not a lot you can do getting in his way, but at least you can try. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, my, my, my thought process was I'm not a shot blocker. I'm probably not going to block this dunk, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to wall up with, with two hands up, try to go chest to chest and just make it difficult. Uh, <laughs> to be completely honest, did not expect him to complete the dunk. I didn't know he had that level of, bounce um or length i mean that that was the big thing is like he cocked it way back um so in that in that regard uh you know you just got to keep it moving thankfully it wasn't a foul so i had to like kind of live in the moment for a sec i could just kind of right, take the ball right. out and keep it keep it pushing next play um, baby but at the end of the day i will say yeah i will say you know we won um took care of business at the end so i guess that's all that matters didn't get the stop on that possession but but certainly um went down swinging that's for sure 
the worst I've ever been dunked on was ninth grade AAU basketball. Perry Ellis, Kansas basketball legend, four-time Gatorade State Player yes. of the Year, four-time state champion. K- was at KU for 12 years. Uh, transition, somebody missed a layup. I went up for the rebound, and he just came up from behind me, put his nuts on the back of my neck, and just just hammered it. And and again, there's just you know, look. Sometimes you just tip your cap. I I don't have the illusion that I can stop Perry Ellis from tip dunking. You know, it's like that's not my job. So I went up and tried to get a rebound. What else are you supposed to do? Here's here's the thing, Dave. If you're playing a high level of basketball, you're gonna get dunked on. I've been dunked on a lot in my career, uh, <laughs> in empty gyms, in packed gyms. Uh, I, you know, if you want, we could go through it. We, we could name off some of the best. Actually, really funny, really funny <laughs> moment that I I should have brought this up a while ago on the podcast. But um, when I was in college, we we're playing at Texas. And oh I got boy. dunked on pretty badly. And, and I think we've actually talked about the moment on this podcast by Jericho yeah. Sims. Uh, yep. One of the worst of my my career, for sure. That one was an and one dunk. And I had to just really just... Eh, uh, not anymore. Just experience... It just ex- just experienced that one, uh, you know, as he was shooting his free throw. But anyways, fast forward, uh, or I guess now rewind to when we played the Knicks in Miami. This is probably about a month and a half ago or maybe a month ago. Um, Jericho Sims, we were up big. Jericho Sims checks in the game late. And after sitting for 44 minutes, catches a crazy lob dunk. And I'm sitting on the bench. Uh Max Struess is is in the game. He goes up, or maybe maybe he got fouled trying to catch a lob. It was like something ridiculous. Whereas like this dude was just sitting on the bench for forty four minutes and just came and just looked like he was jumping on a trampoline. Like that's ridiculous. Anyways, Jericho Sims is at the free throw line and says to Max Struess, Max like made a comment about like dude like chill out or something like that. Like bounces crazy, whatever. And uh, Jericho Sims says, like, ask your boy over there, ask your boy over there about my bounce, referencing me oh, no. on the bench. And Max comes up to me after the game and is like, dude, what, what is Jericho talking about saying that he, like, dunked on you? And then I had to relive that moment once again. Uh, I had to show <laughs> Max Jericho dunking on me. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was a funny moment. But also, I, I honestly don't even feel bad about that one as much in hindsight because I watched that Clutch Sports Pro Day where he's, like, over the rim and, like, looking inside the basket. Uh, his head is yeah. so high. And once again, that's part of playing basketball at a high level. You get dunked on. I got to be honest. This is going to be disrespectful to you, so I'm just going to precursor this statement with that. I'm surprised that he holds the dunk on you with that much value. <laughs> Like, why does he still, like, why is he referencing that years later? Like, come on. Okay. Get Jericho. We get it. Have you not dunked on anybody else like that? That can't be the best poster he's had. I don't think it's a bit. I think it's like, I wouldn't know because I don't have a lot of moments where I've dunked on people. I have a few. Um, I certainly remember them, but yeah, you're right. If you're, if you're a dunker of that caliber, you probably have enough to where you would forget. But I guess my, my thought is that, when you do it to that extent, you probably never forget it. You know, like I have shots that I'll never forget. Um, I just wish that there was something in the course of a game that I could do that could like counteract getting dunked on, you know, like, cause I can't, I can't, 
I don't really like cross someone up. I don't really try to dunk up. Like that's not really in my game. I guess I could hit a three and then like make some comment about like, well, three is more than two. Um, but like that's Hell really yeah. the extent of it. That's really all I got. No, there's a there's a rule in basketball. I don't know who made it, but there is a, without a doubt a rule that if there's a big dunk that's missed, you come down and shoot a three. I don't know who made those rules, but it just that's that's the way it goes. I've seen it. 50 times, big dunk, miss, you come down and shoot a three. And so I, I understand that if there's a big poster, maybe you don't come down and shoot a three, but that's where you come in. If somebody tries to hammer on you and they miss it, you just call for the ball, you fire a three. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. I, I didn't, I didn't know that was an unwritten rule. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess when you pour through hours and hours of basketball reference mm. data on a Tuesday, yeah. you earn the right to make the rules. So, uh, thank you. Congrats to you for that. Um, Dave, anything we, anything else we got here before we uh, shut it down? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, it's getting late. You got a, you got two big ones coming up. Actually, we're recording this before a, a road back to back. So you get some rest. We'll, uh, we'll hit, we'll touch base next week. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this week's episodes, plural, of the long shot. Um, the mm. one with the part of my take, guys, was a ton of fun for us. Uh, like we kind of referenced yesterday in, in that little, um, you know, pre-interview segment. Just continuously impressed by the media conglomerate that Barstool Sports is. It's uh, it's high level stuff. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Anyways, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, And looking forward to uh, checking back in next weekend uh, or next week, I should say. Uh, Cheers. Cheers.